It's okay to distance from the shit that isn't working anymore. I'm Amariah, here to welcome you to Fluid Journey Podcast, where we discuss how to live a little more free each day. Maybe you thrive on having a structure, and you've been out here with a loose schedule. Grappling with what you were taught versus what you want to carry forward with you can be a long road. Let's talk more about how to set a foundation that will support you. Guess what, y'all? I went skydiving a couple weekends ago. I was in Key West for one of my close friend's weddings, and she had mentioned that she and her dad were going to go skydiving at some point. And ever since she mentioned it, I was like, oh, like that would be so cool if I did that while I was there. And so I started looking into it, looking online for personal accounts of people who have gone skydiving and stuff. And in the past, I'd been interested in it, but never to the point of like making making myself more knowledgeable about it and in turn making a reservation to go skydiving. A lot of people might think that that is, that it's like an extreme thing, but for whatever reason, like as the date came closer and closer, it just felt more and more like, yeah, like this is something I want to do. I've always liked roller coasters. I've always liked ropes courses. So experiences that really kind of like get my blood pumping um, and excitement going. So this didn't seem too out of the box for me. On the morning of the skydive, my partner and I went to um, pick up our rental car and then we drove to the skydiving location, which was on Sugarloaf Key and it's called Skydive Key West. So the pictures that I had seen online and everything were very beautiful. And I, you know, knew that it was going to be like the stellar place to go skydiving because it's rated one of the top in the world. And our a friend who had been skydiving there before was like, yeah, it's, it's amazing. So after arriving at the, at the location, I noticed that the planes were very small and I was like, how are we going to fit in this tiny plane? It literally was like a five person plane. We had to cram, like cram ourselves in there. There was only enough room to have like a seat for the pilot. And after we got prepped and everything for how the jump was going to go, we took off like before I knew it and the ascent up to altitude was absolutely indescribable. I'm going to attempt to describe it, but the scenery was so freaking beautiful. I started crying and the tears on my face. I was like, am I crying because I'm scared? Like, am I excited? Like, I think I'm a little bit of those things, but then I realized like, no, I'm witnessing this awesome, awesome view. I'm seeing the ocean in a way that I've never seen it before. These islands do not look the same on the ground. And even the clouds, they were just like miraculous. And I think what was kind of like going through my head at that moment is like, oh, this is what people, astronauts, maybe feel when they are leaving Earth and they're looking at Earth from that distance and just kind of marveling at it. And um, the other thing I associated with was maybe seeing the Northern lights before um, like in person for the first time. And I've never seen the Northern lights to my knowledge, even though last summer I believe they were noticeable 
in Ohio, which is pretty cool. So I'm taking in this absolutely incredible scene and the instructor, my instructor's name is Marcus, um, the dude I was attached to to jump out of this plane, he was asking me questions. Like they kind of interview you and take video of the entire experience so that they can sell you a video package at the end, uh, which I did buy because it was it was totally worth it. Um, and while I'm having this incredibly emotional experience, Matt and I are just like chatting it up with the instructors and the pilot and like making jokes and talking about our lives and stuff and like what we do. And by that time, 15 minutes is up and they're like, yeah, it's time to, it's time to hurl yourself out of this plane. So I decided to go first. It was my idea. And the second jump is not that far behind. So I go first and I am still stunned by how amazing and incredible this scene is before me and put my feet out on this tiny metal step. And Marcus reminds me of like how I'm supposed to hold the hold like the straps of um, the things that I'm hooked into and like hold my head back because you're supposed to make your body like a banana as you as you like fall out of the plane. So I like tilt my head back and I'm like, okay, I guess I at least don't have to look down while this is happening until I'm ready. And then all of a sudden we're just out of the plane and the first thing I scream is fuck yeah for some reason. Um, but yeah, it was so fun. It was like floating. It was like flying. Like I imagine flying is like a, a single body would be and you're just kind of like barreling through the, through the clouds there. Um, yeah. I had like a hard time figuring out like, okay, like, am I supposed to put my arms out now? But then I remember they're supposed to tap your shoulder and put your arms out if you want to. Some people don't. And um, I did your thing, whether or not um, that is for you. But yeah, we just like free fall for about 30 seconds. And I have no concept of time at that point. I'm just like, wow, I'm falling. This is so cool. I'm looking out at this beautiful water and this beautiful morning and then the parachute comes out and we stop and everything is kind of like slowed down at that point, which is a breath of fresh air because free falling is um, a little jostling. Once the parachute's out, it's really like, okay, yeah, I just really get to, I get to take in this view at my own pace. It's kind of felt, I felt like a leaf almost like, just floating down. And then I realized, um, like after a little while, um, we started to like turn, make turns to go back or at least head in the direction of the landing place. And I am like really excited to to help out with like the controlling and stuff. And like, we go left and right. And I start like, once you pull down on one direction, like you kind of go faster and like whoosh down. And that was really fun. It was like, going around a turn on a roller coaster and not long after that, maybe, maybe like five minutes or so we start to um, approach the landing spot, which is this like grassy muddy area by the airport. And we're going to do a seated landing, which I thought was cool. I'd never really heard about that before. I always thought like you kind of just, you know, landed in a bush or, 
um, whatever, but it was like super controlled and in an exact spot, which was, which was great. Very comforting, very comforting. So we land, I have to like lift my legs up. Like I'm sitting, we land like super softly. And then Matt lands like right after that. And that part is over the actual skydive. But what was like really illuminating to me was that it was absolutely, absolutely a spiritual experience that I was having, but I wasn't anticipating that at all. It was like, okay, I'm going to do this like fun thing while I'm in the keys, but it was like, no, you're going to, to remember that there is connection in all things and that you're part of this and that you get to witness this like very beautiful place and to appreciate it. This was one of the first things we did when we, when we got to Key West. So it did absolutely set this, set the tone for the rest of the trip. And I just felt so upbeat and happy and like excited to try new things. I went snorkeling for the first time and I love the water. I love looking at fish. So this was like, it took it to a different level. It took it to a more, honestly, like humane level because I'd only had only had experiences seeing fish from the other side of glass. I've been to aquariums, like we had fish growing up and I had a fish when I was in college and stuff. So this was really special to see them in their own space doing their thing. They were all like fairly large fish. They were very colorful and it didn't feel like I was only looking at them. It felt like they were witnessing me too, which was, which was, um, yeah, which was great. When we were in the plane heading up to altitude, they had talked about the adrenaline rush that people get after they skydive. And I wonder if this was like the excitement, like happiness that I got after was part of the adrenaline rush, or if I even got an adrenaline rush, it didn't feel like previous experiences I've had with adventuresome thrilling things, but I was really pleased with how it how I felt. And I felt really confident. I felt proud of myself. I felt more like connected to, um, to Max. We shared this experience together and I would a hundred percent do it again. Totally recommend if you're interested in things like that to check out Skydive Key West. What does skydiving have to do with finding your foundation? I mentioned how I had this very supernatural experience when I was going up in the plane and seeing all the islands and the water and everything flowing and just like kind of pulsating together. So that to me was absolutely like a connection with the earth and finding peace with the fact that I was going to be like reuniting with this landmass that I had earlier decided to um, leave in order to view from a different perspective. But had I really left it though, that's something I've been exploring a little bit with my meditation practice that I've been doing for school is I don't know if I know anything other than the earth. To me, water is the earth. To me, the air is the earth. To me, the ground is the earth. And when we connect with earth energy in our practice, 
I oftentimes will see water or my, my feet in water on the ground, or I'll hear words of support and affirmation, which represent the breath and speech. Recently, I put out a modified version of a self-care guide that I created a couple of years ago, and I thought that it would be helpful, especially for this time in the, the as we're going into the fall, that taking some space, taking stock of where you are in different areas of your spiritual, mental, emotional selves, your physical self, your community self, and figuring out where there are um, maybe gaps, things that you want to be doing a lot more, things you want to be doing less, just in order to get closer and closer to the feeling of who you are. This type of reflection has helped me remind myself of what my foundation is, what truths my values are founded upon, and how I can be living those So I'm going to talk about my spiritual health because that's the one that I reflected upon using the worksheet reflection guide. So in regard to my spiritual health, what am I already practicing that feeds my energy? I've been reading a lot about indigenous and diasporic African spirituality. I've been learning about the Orisha. I've been learning about hoodoo. I've been learning about... um, different deities that have have kind of um, morphed through time and space to um, to different parts of the diaspora. And I've also been really relishing in the fact that I have this community of people in my energetic sovereignty program. So we have um, like a chat that we can check in with each other and we have like we- weekly opportunities to be together and that's really, really solid for me. How can I enhance or boost practices that feel true to who I am in regard to my spiritual self? One thing I've been doing is to be more open with people about what I'm doing and um, like the practices that I am, um, the practices I'm practicing. And um, also just like sharing about the things I'm learning in the books I'm reading Um that is so healing for me because as a young person, like I wasn't really, I was like, I had a lot of shame around my like religious foundation. And so I didn't talk about it. I've also been integrating my practices into things I've already, the into things I already do, such as on a daily basis, I like to write, I write down my dreams, I like to reset my altars, putting like water out, I like to meditate. So rather than having a set carved out time to like do all of those things, I'm like, okay, these things are going to help with my spiritual, mental and emotional self. So I'm going to put them at this time. I try to like disperse them throughout the day. Like before I sat down to record this podcast, I danced to two songs and like sang a little bit. And that helped me to open up more in a different, in a way that I wasn't ready to before I did those things. I was in a different mode. What can I do to reduce practices that don't feel true to who I am? 
I am actively learning about what is in my spiritual and ancestral lineages from the meditations that I'm doing, from the readings that I'm doing. And that is very, very foundational and grounding to me. It's helping me incorporate what feels authentic so that I'm not just taking someone else's script and applying it to my life. Who is in my care circle and whose care circle am I? I have classmates and people who are close to me that I can talk with and process. Um, someone who's been really pivotal in my processing, especially around family stuff lately is my sister. It's been wonderful building relationship with her over the last couple of years, especially in the area of spirituality, because we grew up in the same house and like having that, just like that immediate understanding is, is really helpful to me. And I would say that I'm in her, her care circle as well. Grateful to have that connection. What are some of my barriers to practicing care and what can I do to address them? Who can help me? A barrier to practicing care for me is seeing spiritual, my spiritual self as extra, as something outside of what I already do. And I think that returning to a, um, a sort of like routine, a regimen that infuses the practices that I have for spiritual care into them acknowledges that that is kind of like a, a cornerstone of, of my overall health and how I am. And it's been about two weeks now that I've done a new schedule for myself. So I like block out time to write. I block out time to record. I block out time to make posts on the internet and to work and care for myself and for um, to care for my family. So far, it's going pretty well and I'm adjusting. I have also kind of implemented this as a aspect of my spiritual health, but making sure that my space feels organized, clean. I have cats. She likes to jump on things and it's like cat litter. So try to make sure that that's not in places that I don't want it to be. And that has, that has helped as well with um, releasing some of those barriers by like keeping my space the way I want it, especially since I am at home majority of the time. I previously believed that in order to have my intuition honored that I didn't need a schedule that I needed to have optimal space for creativity. And I saw this post on the holisticism, which is this um, intuitive well-being um, hub for entrepreneurs and magical folks. Yeah, I just always kind of thought that and they made a post about how that's not necessarily the case and that how like creating systems for yourself can help facilitate that flow for you and your creativity and your intuition. So I'm trying that out. Thank you so much to y'all for 
putting that idea out there because I really was just floating out here like, oh yeah, like maybe inspiration will, will hop into my brain and it'll be time to write. But yeah, interested in, and building out some more systems for myself so that I can thrive. So I hope you have some space this season to engage in reflection on where you are, where you've been, and where you're going. I love that we've had this time together. Thank you for witnessing me. Water your plants, drink some water, take a nap, whatever you need to do right now. Hey all, I wanted to let you know about the Fluid Journey Healing Intention Cards. These intention cards support your creativity, grounding, and relationships. Flip through 30 delightfully designed cards to tap into what's on your heart. Purchase your deck on fluidjourney.com backslash store. This is Fluid Journey Podcast, where we discuss how to live a little more free each day. To stay connected, please sign up for my email list on fluidjourney.com or follow me on Instagram at fluidjourney.com.